Hello everyone, this is John Gillian with my very special co-host Bruce Herzog and tonight we're talking to the talented Tina Krauss. Tina, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. Bruce, are you okay? Yes, I put it away, I'm fine. <laughs> right. You've got a degree in graphic design? Oh yeah, I got a degree in graphic design, alright. <laughs> cool. And uh, apart from you're acting, you're also a model? Yes, yeah, so, I'm still modeling. Yeah, so you're a very busy lady. Um, can I ask, start off with how you got into acting? Oh, um, <laughs> this one's good. Okay, um, so a while back we had a, I guess a screenplay that had to do with vampires. And my friend had come up to me and asked me if I wanted to play a part. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? This is way back in, I'd say, ooh, 96. I want to I say 96, 97, he brought this to my attention. So we went through the whole thing, and then um, I I was looking at it, and I don't know, something happened where it was supposed to be for a comic book, and then that whole thing fell through. And somehow uh, I turned this vampire thing, because I'm sick of vampires, into a psychological horror that had to do with um, purgatory. And we wrote everything, and we had to rewrite everything because they had rights to, you know, this particular character and all this crap. So then I looked at my friend and I said, why the hell are we doing this vampire shit? Why don't we just do something completely new? And why don't, you know, we film it a different way? And I was living in, an, um, in a tobacco factory which was pretty cool. So I so I based the story around, you know, where I was living and around a couple of pretty nasty nightmares. And um, from there, my friend just said, I can't follow this. This is crazy. He's like, why don't you direct it? And I was like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. And I had hired somebody to shoot it, but I couldn't, I didn't like the way they shot the first segment, so... I basically took the camera and learned uh, how to use that camera overnight and continued on and shot it, shot most of it, and then had a second uh, DP come in on, on it halfway through the shoot and helped me finish out the, the rest of the shooting. And so, yeah, um, that would be my first directorial, and then from there I started directing other stuff. I, I you know... I never really wanted to be an actor. Um, I kind of fell into it. Uh, what about Zombie Holocaust? Great title. Uh, zombie Holocaust. There we go. That's one for you. That's that's a, that's an interesting one. Actually, you know what? It's uh, I have it in front of me right now. I'm looking at it. Um, I believe they changed the name to Zombageddon, right? I know it. It went through a whole bunch of different phases. This is a this is a fun little flick. Um, again, very B, um, but fun. Um, yeah, uh, zombies. You know, dead. The dead. The good. <laughs> Leave. I play a. Um, I oh, I play a reporter. <laughs> okay, this is good. So I'm not there for the whole shoot. I only have a segment, right? Right. And we have to make it look like. I'm I'm in I'm reporting this from uh, from a truck that's getting away from zombies, and I'm doing the report. So originally they wanted me doing it in front of like um, 
in front of like Congress Hall. But we were like, all right, well, that's great, but there's no zombies behind us because we're shooting in a totally different state. So, and I was like, and there's nothing scary. I'm like, so what's going to happen? I'm going to report, like, this horrific zombies are going across the land, tearing people apart in front of a very quiet city hall, Congress hall, um, with not one fucking zombie behind me. So my friend, who is also a director said, no, I got a better idea. Let's do this in my in the back of my truck, and I'll drive while you do the whole reporting segment. And I just started laughing. I was like, this is going to be good, because he drives like a maniac. And we're in a Jeep. <laughs> Why is this a bad idea? I swear I almost fell out the window. But it's great, because it really looks like we're running away from, you know, nothing. Um, <laughs> we're running away from freaking a million zombies. There's absolutely nothing behind us. <laughs> it came off good, and then it goes in a phase. It cuts out, um, like, during towards the end of the reporting. It actually cuts out to, like, static, so it looks like one of them attacked me, which was a good, a good little segment. So, yeah, that was interesting. That was good. That was fun. Bloodletting. Okay, so I'm not... I'm okay. I'm in um, blood bloodletting. I'm in. I play. I play a. Uh, oh, how should I put this? Not a drug addict, but but kind of like a uh, somebody who would probably be on cocaine if I were doing cocaine. But I don't do cocaine in the film. But you, you're led to believe I do because I'm like I'm like hyper. Now I just want to say something about that film. Okay. I had food poisoning during that shot. <laughs> I did. I kept having to yell cut and run to the bathroom to puke. Damn. <laughs> don't ever eat in Ohio. <laughs> Every time I have a meal in Ohio, I get sick. Damn. Yes, I had food poisoning during that during that scene. I did. <sighs> They were they were contemplating on taking me to the hospital, and I was like, "That's okay. I've had food poisoning before. Just take me back to the hotel." <laughs> and the director's like, "Okay, I want you to act really like you're hyper and and jump up and down because you're supposed to be like really like happy and and hyper." And I was like, every time I would try to jump up and down, I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna puke." puke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it got so bad that I was like, "We got to shoot like next to the bathroom door." Oh, Matthew James, <laughs> Matthew Jason Walsh. I know who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he felt bad, but he needed his shot, and I was like, "Okay, oh, I got it, I got it, guys. I'm good." Kind of funny. It wasn't funny, but it was like looking back at it now, it was funny. During the time, it was fucking pure hell. Can we move on to Dead Student Society? Dead Student Society. Okay, yes, we can. Um, that was a, that was a, quite a production. That was, um, or is it, yeah, Dead Students? Yes. So this is a higher production value, okay? Um, so we had to, we had to go and shoot on a campus. Yes, we did. We shot on a campus and then we shot somewhere, I forget where in Jersey, but far out there. Um, and, and it was, it's a decent, it's decent. You should see it. It's, uh, you know, Definitely a slasher. I won't give it away. Um, it's got a little twist to it. But, but, funny story with that. So the special sex guy, Anthony Pepe, okay, you know, after you shoot, right, you want to, you know, you want to wind down, you want to have a couple of drinks, hang out. 
We decided that we were all going to go. <laughs> we were all going to go to the hot tub, right, and play truth or dare. Because that's always fun to do, okay? Now, um, you know, I, I've said it before, never, ever take a dare with me. But Anthony Pepe thought, you know what, Tina? I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to take a dare. And I just thought in the back of my head, you're working with film crew, and film crew is crazy, and actors are crazy. You don't take a dare with any of these people, right? Mm. So I was like, all right. He said, are you sure? He's like, yes. I said, once you do it, you can't go back. So I said, I want you to take all your clothes off. So he's like, I know, you're going to make me do something sexual. I was like, nope. So, of course, naturally, he takes all his clothes off. And I said, I want you to go and get some mustard and a towel, a hand towel. Okay. So now we're in the hotel, and he's got, and I said, put the hand towel over your arm, over one arm, and put the mustard in the other hand. And he's like, all right. And I said, now, this is what I want you to do. I want you <laughs> to go to the director's door, knock on the door. Mind you, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Knock on the door. When he opens the door, I want you to say, Great coupon, anyone? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he did. And the director just shut the door in his face. <laughs> <laughs> coupon? Oh, I love it. The best part is that the the guy, the manager of the facility, was out there cleaning the pool. And he's like, hey, you! You can't be out there with not my dress like that! (laughs) Here's my friend running. He looked like a cherub, like trying to run back to the hotel to get some clothes. Oh, my God. The movie's great. You should see it. <laughs> you got all that to look forward to, Gruson. Yeah. <laughs> Never take a dare with film people. It's a stupid idea. Good stupid. story. <laughs> the next one I've got is Evil Streets. Evil Streets. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Evil Streets. Okay. So Evil Streets is a, a trilogy of three different movies. Um. I play Zemoda's mistress, um, and that's a black and white silent, so I don't have any speaking lines whatsoever, um, and it is very art noir, um, you should definitely see it, it is, it's, it's very Italian looking, it's the best way to uh, describe it, um, the way it's shot, and just the whole, the whole strangeness of it, basically, I'll give you the synopsis of it. Um, I am a, a guy is completely in love with me, but I have been killed in a skiing accident and I was decapitated. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I know it's pretty rough, right? Um, but he is so infatuated. He's so infatuated with me that he can't get he can't get me out of his mind, and he thinks he keeps. He, now he's the whole time he's in his psych ward, but he's he's trying to relate his story. Okay, he really believes that he's getting love letters sent to him by me. So yeah. the whole thing that he goes out to meet me and we have this wild and crazy sex, but it's weird. It's very weird. And then you know you find out in the end that he's just he's lost it because he finds out that I was killed, and I was his mistress at one point. 
Oh, wow. When I was alive. Yeah, that sounds a good story. It's very good, and it's done, it's shot really well. It's mm, shot really well. It's that does sound much to check out. Yeah, it's basically narrated by the by the guy who's, you know, in the psych ward. Most of it, it's all narrated, but um, the visuals are pretty are pretty outrageous. Well, here's a movie that has a uh, somebody I know in there. It's Hayride at Slaughter. In 2001. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, that's actually that's actually um, an entertaining. That was an entertaining film by by Waves. I have to say, you know, not that Waves films aren't entertaining, but they're mostly geared towards more damsel in distress kind of stuff. Right. This one was more um, more. It was it was actually shot on uh, on the set of a actual haunted hayride in a haunted house. Nice. And and Jim O'Rear performs some magic tricks on it. Yeah, I love. And I was his assistant, and he does uh, put me in the box and split my body in three. The knives in the box. Yeah, did do the magic trick. And uh, we did wind up performing that magic trick for people at the haunted hayride. So yeah, so we were actually that that was being filmed while the haunted hayride was in session and Jim was performing as a magician. That is cool. And I was his assistant. So those tricks are real. Isn't that fun? That's awesome. Fun gig. Jim's a good yep. dude. I like Jim. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh I, I was I was very nervous though. I was like, Jim. I'm like, are those blades sharp? He's like, Yeah, of course they're sharp. I'm like, Well, you're gonna stick them, they're coming really close to my body. He's like, I know, don't move. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> Don't move. Oh, thanks, Jim. I was like, how does this work? He's like, Don't worry about it. I was like, I'm kinda worried. <laughs> Welcome to Prime Time, bitch. To ask um cross the line. Oh, cross the line? Okay. Yeah. Um alleyway film. So this is uh not a horror. This is me breaking no. out of the horror industry. That's it. All right? That's why I, I play a cop. I play a cop. Detective yes. Angela Barnett. Yes. The badass yes. beauty and from Brooklyn. Oh. That's right. Yes. And my, my husband is also a detective, and we bust uh, uh, crime wards and stuff like that, all kinds of good stuff. Um, and, yes, I had some training on that film, uh, you know, fighting. I had to fight. Uh, all detectives know how to fight the cops, right? Yeah. We're all skilled in the martial arts, no? Are we not? Right. Yes, we are. Yeah. So, yes. So, uh, I wound up um, doing that, and, um, yeah, it's good. It's entertaining. It's definitely, it's all. It's a lot of action, um, a lot of gunplay, a lot of, it's got some comedic moments, and it's got some uh, heartwarming moments, you know. Etc. Etc. But it was good. It's an overall good, good cop movie. So that was my first breakout of doing like a regular film and and um, winding winding up playing something other than like a victim or something in a horror movie. We'll figure, right? I brought this up earlier, but it has a bunch of cast members that I know. It's Sea Wolf Rising, 2011. I do want to see this right. because let me tell you why. You have a cast like Tiffany Shepes, Debbie Rashawn, mm-hmm. Ruby LaRocca, Tina Krause, 
Nicola Fiore, <laughs> Alan Rowe Kelly, Carl Burroughs, Joe Zazo, which we, he's another film that we mentioned earlier. I know him. Yes. Alan Rowe Kelly plays a lot of women characters, Alan, and he's so good at yes. it. I like Alan. I got to meet him. He was awesome. He, right. He's amazing. He's funny, too. He's really, really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, see it. See it. See it. See it. I mean, it's, it's, got, it's, definitely, it's definitely got a twisted little plot to it, and it's cool, and it's got some funny moments and some good stuff. And, yeah, I, I, you'll see at the end. I don't want to give it away. I, I can't give it away because then, you know, then there's no point in seeing the movie. Because the best part is the end. So wait. So wait. <laughs> yeah. Kind of gives you a little insight on uh, indie filmmaking and what directors are really thinking. When Death Calls, 2012. Now, I heard of that one before. Uh, when Death Calls. Okay, so there's a radio host. Oh. Okay. I don't play the radio host. I play uh, one of the... I play the girl that... Okay, do you remember... Um, you know, I'm talking to my sister and I hang up and the phone rings again and it's this, this guy who, you know, is kind of asking me if I like this, that, and the other and blah, blah, blah and how mean and da, 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 da. And he also calls, he's listening to this radio show host who does, like, spooky stories during Halloween. So, and she goes through a list of stories you know, and so there's a, a, li- a bunch of little, like, vignettes that happen during the, the movie. But the main one is, like, at the end, you realize, like, this guy, that, this call, because people call in to tell their little spooky story, right? Okay, so at the end, he calls her to tell his spooky story to her. And his spooky story is that he has stalked this girl came to her house and killed her and now she is sitting with him listening to their radio show hmm. and of course she doesn't believe him but it's got another little twist that goes on in it but yes so I'm the girl that gets stalked and he kills and makes the call to the radio show host that I want to see because my girl Susie Lorraine's in there as a DJ yep yep, yep that's she's the talk show host so now, yeah the next film that has a cool title because any film that has lake in it, it really has my uh, attention. The Lake on Clinton Road, directed by Deshaun Hardy. This yeah. looks badass. It sounds this, badass. This is badass. Have you seen the trailer for this? No, I have not, but I'll definitely... I don't like go, watching trailers, but I will. Go on YouTube and watch the trailer for this. This movie... Okay, and I believe uh, it's being looked at by a couple of big, uh, big um, distributors and stuff. It is done so well, so well. It's sick. I didn't know what to expect from it. I mean, I you know not I because I never worked with Deshaun before. This is my first time ever working with him, and he's such a nice guy. Um, I I didn't know like you know I didn't know like how how do you, how are you gonna as a really nice guy pull off such a crazy horror and I play um, the mom who winds up drowning her son in the lake mm. because I know that he's possessed and I don't want him to get to my daughter oh wow yeah and the cops wind up arresting me and interrogating me and I'm completely batshit crazy 
Because, you know, what would you be after, you know, you just drown your son in a lake? Right. I know that I have to do it. I don't want to do it, but I also know that he's not my son anymore, you know? I love it. So, yeah, so I do this really, and it opens up with them finding this, this tape, and it's the interrogation tape where I'm I'm being interrogated and you see that I've you know that I'm being interrogated by these cops and Deshaun plays one of the cops and I remember it's so funny I remember now he's big like fo- I, I believe he played for a football team I can't remember what team though um, he's a big dude like this guy is a monster he's huge okay and so he says to me all nice and whatnot. He says, Tina, he's like, don't be afraid to go holistically crazy. He's like, well, hit whatever, do whatever you got to do. He's like, because when that water touches you, it, it reminds you of the day that you drowned your son. And we're going to have to put, we have to restrain you because this thing takes you over, like this thing like kind of possesses you a little bit. So you have to have like monster strength and like really be like, like insane, like completely insane. So I said, I said, Deshaun, are you sure you want me to do that? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, I can take it. No problem. I said, all right. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he's a pretty big dude. Of course he could take it. Like, I could just go balls to the wall. So I said, you want me to go balls to the wall? He's like, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I wish we had the outtakes for this. <laughs> and I wonder if they do. But I know the crew was laughing their ass off. As soon as the water came and hit me, I just went fucking nuts, and I never seen a football player scream and throw his hands up in the air to block his face. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. And they were, the crew, they had to stop roll because they just started laughing. They were like, <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> They were like, what happened? He's like, I didn't know she was going to do that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but this movie is definitely going to get a lot of buzz. And the effects on it, holy shit, they're oh. scary. It's scary. It's a scary flick. I can tell you that right off the bat. I can tell you that right now. I cannot wait. It's good. It's going to be, yeah. The, Watch it. I will. The, Watch it. The next film I have to bring up, because only because I know the director, um, you have a Scream Queen, Quig, Leanna Quigley in it. Um, okay. Gordon Price, J.D. Brown. A lot. Anthony Edward Curry is that young kid that's filmmaker. I know who he is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The film is it's Hunters crazy. in 2014. Yes, and I tell Ooh. you why I have the most interest in this film. John, listen to what I'm going to read, and you tell me why I have my utmost interest. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. In 1987, <laughs> a group of film students go scout an abandoned resort in a Pennsylvania wilderness, becoming real victims in another film. 1987. What I like about some of these filmmakers is when they can make these 80s throwback films, it has my utmost attention. And, and the cast is phenomenal. You, let me tell you, Adam, mm-hmm. Adam Albright went all out in making sure we look like we were from the 80s. I love it. You have to see the outfit. You have to see the outfit. <laughs> You have to see them. He's got the punk rock thing going on. He's got the neon shit going on. He has my horrible, like, my. I, I look like a tourist going to Hawaii for the vacation. I, I, <laughs> he's 
here got the whole style down. It is a good film. It is, um, it's, it, it's, it's gory. It's very, 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 very disturbing. Very disturbing. I mean, it's definitely a throwback to the 80s, okay? Uh, you know, obviously. But some of the things that happen in this film are, I, wow. Like, okay, you, you push the envelope. There is an ass-raping scene. Wow. Yes, there is. Yes, by by a girl, mind you. Not by a guy, by a girl. Okay? Mm. Um <laughs> There is some there there's some really horrific things that happen in this flick. And yeah, and they talk about a lot of different the dialogue's really good. There's a lot of um intellectual things that happen within the dialogue within the filmmakers and their arguments as to what's a good director and a good film and I you know, blah wait. blah blah no. gotta see he's he's it's shot really great um that uh the prodigy we call him the prodigy that uh, um Anthony Curry right I'm actually going to be having him shoot my short in a little while so yeah, and I think I'm gonna grab all the, all these guys that on this one. So, well, um, that's amazing. I cannot wait. But this next yeah, one, you gotta see it. this next one, and John, I want you to pay attention to who one of the segments is from. It's the Profane Exhibit in 2013. Ooh. Okay, this is one of these films that have all these segments, right, John? I'm gonna mention a name to you, John. Is secret rattles a bell? Rings a bell? Rogero Diodato. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. You're like, nope. Oh, no. Yui. Oh, my God. Now, you have Yui Bowl, another creepy director that has some really uh, wicked uh, push-the-envelope films. You have Ruggiero Diodato, another one. But you have guys like this, and I think when you see names like that, it's going to get so much attention only because yeah, of, the, of the password. And, John, check out this cast. You have Clint Howard. Obviously, it's Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. You have Monique Parent. You have Caroline Williams. Tara Cardinal. You have that lovely, sexy, lesbian Tina Krause. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I couldn't resist. But you, you, you have these... I mean, I'm re- I don't like films that have like four or five stories on DVD. Cause it's hard to review. You know, you basically have to... Re- review them like short films and that's what I do because you can't really review it and base on one grade because one might suck and one you might like so I always do it separately but this I do want to see one has cool artwork for a DVD cover oh yeah oh yeah but go ahead Let me tell us about this, this about that film, about about that anthology okay the, he has chosen um, some of the craziest directors Okay, that you could pot. When you watch these segments, they're not going to be easy on the eyes at all. I mean, I look at who, who he's picking. All right. Bone Believe me when I tell you <laughs> they were hand picked. Believe me when I tell you everything about this thing was completely like run through the mill, made sure this is exactly what. You give me the most disturbing shit that you could possibly. I'm picking the worst of the worst of the worst. That's 
it will it it will be great. In fact, I'm going to the um, to the release party in in Texas, in Austin, Texas, at the end of uh, October. Cool. So, yeah, it's going to be a big big thing. It already, they already came out with uh, a line of skateboards. Are you ready for this? Uh. They're coming out with a line of perfume. They've got yeah. They're, it's they're, this is no small. This thing's big, and it is. It's just getting bigger by the day. Uh, even the music, I believe, Skinny Puppy is doing some music. I know that Trent Reznor is going to be um, DJing the party, the release party. Wow! It's this is not small at all. So yeah, there's there's a lot that's going on with this, and you get and, you know they got the guys from Goblin. It's not small. This is all hell no. The board. You got two of the creepiest directors of all. I mean, you got Diodato and you got Uwe Boll. Come on. I yeah. Mean, you talk I about mean, vicious films they make. Yeah, you're you're talking about you're you're talking about like some serious serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually played with Monique Parent. I we shot the we were in a segment together. Cool. So I play the rave chick that gets destroyed. I get destroyed. Oh yeah. Well, that, <laughs> this next film, I, I know it's probably going to be causing some churches in a frenzy. I don't know how much you can talk about it because it's probably not shot yet. But Upside Down Cross in 2014. Oh yeah. Okay. So Upside Down Cross. Okay. Um, I shot my segment for it. Um, it is based on a true story, actually. Mm. Well, yeah, based on a true story that happened in the 60s, and it's basically about a Polaroid brothel. Of course, there's an exorcism in it and everything like that because the uh, mother is, like, really nuts and is very religious and stuff. But uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Hellfire's work. He tends to do a lot of, like, 60s kind of um, damsel in distress, you know, that kind of, like, really very... uh, Ooh, I, I, it's a hard word. Uh, he's definitely cult, definitely a cult filmmaker for sure. And I've worked with Bill for wow, maybe fourteen years, maybe longer. He shot. Um, he does a lot of like shock kind of stuff. So this one will be, you know, it is. It definitely has a shock value too, but it also has the. Are you ready for this? The, the cast, of course, you know. He paid attention to as well, but what's great about it is the guy who plays the preacher was, uh, I believe, the guitarist. I, I think, or you know, or the singer or the guitarist from um, what is it, Jesus Lizard, which was uh, Kurt Cobain's first band. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. he's in this. He's playing the preacher in this. No kidding. So, yeah. So we're all moving up. <laughs> We're moving on up. Yeah. Wow. It was good to see him, too. It was like, I thought he disappeared for a little while. And uh, no, he was just, he was like, nope, I want to make a film again. It was like, rock on. Nice. Well, that the next film we're going to talk about before we get into your uh, project is Under a Blanket of Blue. I had a conversation with youngster Anthony Edward Curry about this film. And obviously, you're the lead. You played Janet. Now I didn't. We didn't go in quite much detail what it's about, and I know I can read it. But in your words, uh, what's this film about? 
Um, well, I we didn't shoot it yet. Okay. So it's it's not it's not um it's not really out there, and I don't know if I sh- if right. I'm That's fine. To then we'll, we'll cut this part out, but I'll at least mention it. You know, I'll just you know. So. Yeah, I believe, I I'll I'll make it really brief. I it's you know a kid who gets pretty much tormented about his him being fat. His mom's like really mean and you know just like doing it and uh yeah it takes a it takes a toll on him in a pretty bad way okay and um an abusive bad way so yeah i'll leave it at that i don't want to say too much because I, I wasn't sure if i'm allowed to you know like I, we didn't really shoot and stuff like that yet but yeah and he's working on a couple of things and i'm telling you that kid is a prodigy i i yeah. <laughs> that's what i call him a prodigy <laughs> that's what i hear Smart yeah kid. he He's very, he's, yeah, he's smart. He's a, he wrote it. I mean, you know, come on. Is he 16 now? Right. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wow. Wish I was doing stuff like that at 16. Really? Shit. Tina, you were on here for a main reason. Uh, the yes. ABCs of death. Um, you have a yes. film that you are raising, a uh, short film that you're raising money for. Go ahead and tell the listeners about your project and, you know, how to get it, where to get it, what to contribute, what they get, or however you want to say it. Okay, so so ABCs of death. We're doing the con- we're doing the contest right now for the letter M. Okay, and if there, as everybody knows, you guys have seen ABCs of death. It's you know, it's been running. Um, basically, it's M for matchmaker. Okay, and what it's about. Um, I'll give you guys a synopsis on this. Um, I'm producing it on Indiegogo, um, and I will get into all that in a minute. Um, basically, what it is is it's a it's a girl, a woman, okay, who runs a matchmaking service for people who are scarred or maimed or they have some kind of disability where they can never ever ever get a date. But she doesn't tell. She takes her friends. And tells them that she's setting them up. She takes friends that, you know, that, you know, I don't know, either broke up with their boyfriends and they're kind of blue and they want to go out on She tells them, oh, i got a blind date for you. It's going to be great. She doesn't tell them that they're going to be dating these freaks of nature. Okay? She doesn't say anything. And basically when they come to the door and because the friends, you know, her friends or people that she leads, these normal people, she doesn't tell them what the real deal is. So there's a little, there's a twisted side to her. She gets off of it and she keeps a, um, almost like a diary of Polaroids of all of these people that she takes the pictures and sticks them in her little, like, memoir. Jeez. Yeah. And the reason why we chose, we were going to do it a different way. Um, Jeff Chitty, um, was was writing, you know, came up with the original con, came up with a concept, and I and I tweaked it um, because he had he had a concept where it was like, you know, this big burly guy comes and rapes the girls and kills them, and I was like, no, I'm like, let's keep it simple, but let's let's elaborate on it. Let's make it because what makes it horrifying is that that could actually happen and no one would know. Okay, right? Nobody would know. You're running a dating service. It's not dating for freaks. She has her clientele. They're all, they're all freaks. 
and they're never going to tell because this is the only way that they ever get have sex with anybody or go you know what I mean right they right. just pay her a fee and who's to say it doesn't happen right I mean there are missing people we are trying we, we have Debbie attached Debbie Rashawn is attached it's just that we have to get enough money to, to fly her out and shoot this so that's why um, we, we're at the 2400 mark we'll get us uh, an amazing DP who I've, who I've worked with before um, we're going to definitely shoot it like Winehouse style because cool. that Jeff is really good with that um, you know so I really wanted him to direct and shoot this um, you know and I and again you know the equipment you know that they have is, is amazing I, you know I've worked with all those people out in Kansas City um, so we want to we want to do it out there because we can get all that really grimy look and you know the grimy hotel we want to do that grimy we want to actually have because she brings them to a hotel she you know she's like she tells them like, yeah 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 we're just going to meet him over here you know probably he's a little nervous to come to your house or whatever and besides if you don't like him you know I don't want you to you know be worried that he's going to show up on your doorstep you know what I mean so they, they fall for it you know what I mean right and it's really her dating service it, it wow. takes place in different grimy hotels so nobody there's no record of anything. She can never get caught. You wow. know, so it's it's yeah, it's a little twisted and a little bit you know, and I really wanted to have that like that mystique about it, that like air of like, fuck, that could really happen. Like that really could be like a like could be happening now. Exactly. And that's what makes it more interesting you know? when it when it's yeah. It's scarier. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's 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 something that, you know, like who again? Who's to say? It's like hostile, you know. How do you know that that isn't happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You don't know. In other country, have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Probably is. Rich people are crazy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> what are you doing with all that money? You know. <laughs> oh, I want to kill someone and get away with it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we're hoping to raise. Uh, you know, we got what nine days left, I think. Before shooting, if we reach our mark, um, we'll definitely, you know, Debbie Rashawn will definitely play that lead, that, that lead woman who, who does all this craziness. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Debbie fans, come on, let's go! You can get it, get a chance to see her on, a, on the, you know, ABC's of Death, which is a good thing. Yep. Go to Indiegogo, donate. I mean, I, you know, if everybody donated like five bucks. Ten bucks, a dollar, even shit. You know, I mean, think about all like the, you know, all of our fans. How many fans do we have? Like, you know, over five thousand. If you all just went in and just donated a dollar, or if you donated more than a dollar, you know, if half the people donated two dollars, or a quarter of the people donated five dollars, we'd reach our mark. And any extra left over will definitely go into the the next. You you've only directed, or you've got credit for directing one film so far uh, would you um, like to go a lot more into the directing side of it actually I directed a couple mean? of films uh, yeah, I did only... more than one yeah uh, I, only... I did I did um, I know well I, IMDB doesn't always tell you everything <laughs> I did a short that won the New York Times Film Festival called Phone Tag um, yeah and that actually had no people in it believe it or not 
It was just uh, two answering machines. But oh, it's wow. uh yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, I took it I I could take it to a different level. Is that on YouTube? No. Right. No, it's not. Actually we're burning it to um a DVD and I could send it out to you guys. Um yeah, along with uh limbo. Um yeah, no, it's uh it, it's very interesting. It has to do with um a guy who accidentally calls this girl. He means to call somebody else and he gets this girl on the phone and they start talking and um he wants to take her out on a date, but he wants to take her to a steakhouse, but she's a vegetarian. But he's crazy, okay? And she kind of gets offended. And then it starts, then, then he says something offensive to her, and she hangs up the phone. And then he calls her back, and she's not picking up the phone. And so then he apologizes through the, you know, through the answering machines, right? Mm-hmm. And she calls him back. And she basically says, don't ever call me again, and I don't drink. But meantime, in the background, you see that she has a bottle of wine, and, you know, you see all these things developing in the background. And as it's pulling out, you see his apartment, too, and you see that he's, like, he's sloppy and shits the mess, and he's got the Manfred Men album cover sitting there, and then all of a sudden you see this big, long knife. But you get it because you hear the whole conversations between the two of them. Nice it's got some really funny stuff. But yeah, I've directed that. I directed Psycho Sisters from Hell. I will direct um, this other one. I the one that you were referring to, Limbo, which is a feature. Um, yeah, I directed that as well. I'm going to continue to direct. I'm definitely going to do that. I also have one that um, I need a really big budget for, though. Um, it is called. The Sundowners, and it basically has to do with these two these two motorcycle guys who rob convenience stores for a living, but they never murder anybody. And they're very opposite of each other. One's big burly guy, and he's a vegetarian, and the other guy loves beef jerky, and he's very quiet but calculated. Um, and there's a moral to the whole thing: don't eat the beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a little Quentin Tarantino-ish in its, in its delivery. Um, I could send you the script because it's fun to read, but yeah. basically what happens is they fuck up. They fuck up really bad, and that's about in the first three pages of the script. That shit crazy. But yeah, I, I I like the little twists and turns. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So well, there you go. There you have it. You know, that's in the work. So, yes, in answer to your question, John, I do plan on directing more. I'm, I'm, blown, away. <laughs> I'm blown away by that, honestly. <laughs> it's got a lot of crazy stuff in it. It's got some funny things, too. It, it, I'll send the script out. You guys read it. Tell me what you think. Cool. That sounds awesome. Really does. Yeah. Two more questions, quick questions. Sure. One, favorite horror film? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I, I really love The Shining. That keeps coming up. I really love The Shining. Wow. And yeah. I'll, I'll have to point out to you, as I pointed out to someone the other night, um, have you seen Room 237? Gruesome's going to tell me to shut up. It's a documentary about the making of The Shining. It's really, really interesting. Oh yeah, I gotta. Yeah. I'll check it out. You read it. That's I'll send you the short and I'll send you the script cool. for the two that I was talking that, about, and you tell me talk, what you think. 
the one you was just talking about, did you write that? Yes. Oh, I that wrote is both. awesome. That is awesome. That is I really wrote them awesome. both. Um, I, the title I didn't come up with. Jeff Chitty came up with the title. Um, and then I think his mother was a nurse or something like that, and he was saying, no, you know, I, I, I come up with great titles. And he just said, how about this for a title, The Sundowners? And I was like, well, what the fuck is that? It sounds like a Western. And he, and he told me what it, what it meant. And then, well, I was waiting for my plane to go, to go back to New York, um, cause we were at, uh, you know, a whole convention thing, whatever. And I was hungover from the night before, like really bad. And, um, so I had a couple of beers and then I just looked at him and I said, I said, you know what, Jeff? I said, I'm gonna write a synopsis for the Sundowners right here, right now. The entire film. I'm gonna tell you what it's about. And we went through it for like the couple of hours that I had to wait. And he's like, and I said, when I get home, I'm starting to write it. And we, together, we wrote like maybe, he wrote a, you know, wrote a small, like a page or two. And then he just said, fuck it, you just go, write, go. And I was like, awesome. So, yeah, I wrote the, pretty much the whole thing, except for like maybe like two pages. It would be a great, it, it would be, if we could just get the funding for that, like, See, this is where it all comes down to. And again, everybody, Indiegogo, M is for Matchmaker, and I can get these other two things done. Because it's a snowball effect. If I get a producer credit for something for ABC, the next thing I do, I direct. Hopefully that gets on the next, if they do another season, you know, get, we get that on there. That's short, and that's two credits. Do you not think that I wouldn't get the money for a feature? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if they're done really well. Like, all right. All right. So, and all that, um, yeah, man. And uh, let's, you know, Debbie Rashawn fans, let's get Debbie out there. Come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, M is for Matchmaker, and I want to get this produced and, and done, and I want to move on to the other thing. The other Sweet. Thing. Bring on the prodigy. Bring the goose well, out. You bastard. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I had fun. Oh, um, me too. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. And I'd love to be, uh, I'd love to do the other thing too as well. Sure. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Take care of yourself. It was great talking to you. All right. We'll catch up. Good talking Thanks to you, too. You. We'll see you, dear. All right. Take care. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.